0: Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clarke.
1: And I'm Kiri Kermode. At the weekend, I caught up with a very busy lady from Red My Farm, Ruth Mead.
0: I went along to see some of the boats on exhibition at the Manx Model Boat Club event and also I popped along to the Ramsey Horticultural Spring event. Well, plenty to squeeze in, as always, on the programme. And, of course, with the clocks moving, uh, spring is right there upon us. Some lovely flowers on display around the hedgerows of the Isle of Man. And there was plenty on display at the Ramsey Horticultural Society show held in St Paul's Hall in Ramsey. I popped along. I spoke to the present Anne Crane. But firstly, the winner of the Supreme Award, Liz Tendolkala. And I congratulated her on her winning for Scythia.
2: Thank you very much. I'm actually overjoyed because it's, uh, it's a stiff competition. There were so many choices from the best in section which I thought would beat me. So I'm very happy to have, I can't believe it, I'm thrilled, thrilled.
0: Now your winning exhibition was at Forsythia, which uh, is, is quite a new one to me I must say, but it's a bright yellow sprig there standing out in the middle table. But are they quite rare? Um,
2: I don't know. I. I I think they used to be a lot more popular in the 70s, I have to say. Um, the house that we live in, it's a shrub in the front garden which I've loved for years and, but this year has been the best I've ever seen it and I have to, have to put that in, it's brilliant. <clears throat>
0: yeah. the, the thing is uh, that these shows give so much variety, don't they? There's people with normal uh, pretty garden flowers and the, there's the chance for the shrubs as well, there's such a variety.
2: Yeah, there is. I actually put in a few different types of shrubs. One of my magnolias was flowering, but obviously there's such stiff competition, I didn't win anything with that. But lots of camellias and uh, actually there's some shrubs there which I didn't know about. (laughs) I don't know what they're called.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The nice thing as well that people are walking around who are uh, exhibiting as well as come to view the others. And uh, what strikes you as as looking around, apart from your own, of course.
2: (laughs) Apart from my own. I am, I'm absolutely stunned by the talent and skills a lot of people have. Looking at just the arts and crafts, people are making things. I wouldn't have a clue how to do or even have the ideas to begin with. The bakery, abs- baked goods, absolutely fabulous. I mean, wonderful. And uh, again, the pot plants, we've got bonsais in the spring show, which are some 300, 500 years old.
0: Um, really?
2: Yeah, yeah. The guy who brought them in was telling us about them. Um, and even the floral art they look absolutely stunning and beautiful, absolutely beautiful there's something for everyone
0: tell us about the uh, Forsythia
2: they're hardy shrubs they, they're, um, they come out every year, every spring so fortunately they're generally in time for the spring show and uh, yeah, beautiful they look a bit like broom um, but a lot more flowers and completely different leaves obviously
0: <laughs> <laughs> are they difficult to look after pruning or, or weeding, things like that No,
2: not at all. I chop it back regularly because it's just in front of my gate and uh, and I need to get past. So they're really easy to grow and, as I say, hardy. Never had any problem with it. I've hacked it way back and they just grow every year. It's yeah. fabulous, beautiful. You
0: be, need to be hardy souls to keep the winds <laughs> out on the Isle of Man, don't you?
2: <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely. But,
0: but all in all, um, it's, it's great to see so many people supporting the show as well and coming in. Uh, no matter fun. what they like, they all like different things and there's something for everyone.
2: Precisely. There's something for everyone and the kids section is fabulous. As well, you know, you know, it's it's wonderful. It's really worth seeing. We're having a summer show later on in the year, and I'll be putting lots of entries in that as well.
0: Well, well done on your uh, supreme uh, award today.
2: Yeah, the Keith Caruth Trophy, William. Thank you. Well,
0: let's get a chat with the president of the Ramsey Horticultural Society, um, Anne Crane it looks like it's been a success.
3: Yes, it's been great because we didn't know how it would go really after being absent last year and COVID the year before. So it's been a bit of a revival and we've been on a wing and a prayer to see whether it would work. But people have come out and supported us and I think we've got a really good little show going on here today.
0: Well, there's certainly something for everyone and it's uh, nicely spread out. it's, It's all arranged very nicely, isn't it? People can walk in between the tables and uh, see all the different flowers and plants in the middle. Uh, none of them daring to touch that big cactus over there. One <laughs> thing for certain. But, uh, and on the outside, lots of crafts and something from the younger generation too.
3: Yes, the um, well, even the children have taken part in the photography classes, as well as Lego and paper plate making and all, you know drawing. And um, but they've been putting plants in and it's, it's really good. We've got from preschool um, to whenever and uh, there's something in between for everybody and I think everyone who's taken path really enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: and it's something now that there's lots of uh, photography bits and pieces on show as well and um, the, the great thing about the phones that people have got now, they take such great pictures mm. and they print them out Put them on display and they've got them with them everywhere so they can capture lots of different things
3: yes so there's no end of, uh, of things that can be entered but of course in these classes it's really quite funny because the judge's word is final but uh, there are controversial classes, <laughs> like is it a jam or is it a pickle or a chutney? or um, And then, of course, we've got the controversy over the Bonnard class, always. Oh, is whether that...
0: there should be fruit <laughs> in it or not. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, so, you know, people do have fun with the results as, as much as the entering, really. I think, though,
0: that each different society that holds it, I think if they eat... Abide by their rules, I think everyone's fair enough with that, isn't it?
3: Oh yes, I think so. I mean, we we all make mistakes, but we learn from them. And it doesn't really matter, it's the entering that takes, you know, takes the place of all the fun, really.
0: I mean, how long have you been in the St Paul's Hall with it?
3: We've been here now maybe five or six years. Um, And um, it is good here because it's it's plenty of room to spread around. We've got the kitchen and it's it's visible for people who are around the town to know that it's on and can come and see us.
0: And it's nice when you walk in the door, just that smell of mm. the plants and flowers that hits you straight away, isn't it? It's a, it's a lovely spring feeling on a sunny day.
3: Yeah, well, I think the, the hyacinths that are on display and the plants and everything really do give you that spring feel. It's, it's been, you know, a really nice, nice day, nice turnout of people, and it's been uh, just fun to be here.
0: Yeah. Anything take your eye in particular? Obviously, there's you've got judges judging the Supreme Awards, but it's something that you thought, wow, that uh, struck me.
3: Well, actually, the bonsai displays that we've had here today have been spectacular, I think. We've never had that before. And, and yet, I was
0: told that they were quite old. Yes, well, <laughs>
3: some of them are two, 300 years wow. old, um, which is incredible because it's, um, it's, something, it's something of a legacy that people must be passing on. But, uh, so the, you know, they they were stunning when you walk through the door to see a display like that. It was super.
0: Yeah, but it's not the end of it for you. You've got another show coming up.
3: We have. we got another show in September. And um, we were unsure about getting this off the ground uh, for this spring. We were a bit late in the day doing it. But we've got plenty of time to plan for September. So we'll try and get the schedule out early and hope that we'll get plenty of entries
0: well, it's been a great display today. Well done to you and your team.
3: Thank you very much.
0: President of the Ramsey Horticultural Society show, Anne Crane, and before that, the winner of the Supreme Award, Liz Tendolka, uh, with her Forsythia, which uh, I didn't really know much about, and uh, quite a pretty one. I'll uh, stick a photograph up on the Facebook page to go with it, Kiri. But it's it's great to go in there. Lovely atmosphere and plenty of room. All sorts of different plants and, and the age of some of them bonsais, carry are hundreds of years old.
1: Nearly as old as you, <laughs> but absolutely <laughs> wonderful, isn't it? That spring colour all in one hall it just gives you such a lovely warm feeling as we roll into spring and summer's not far away, but the Forsythia, that bright yellow, it's just great, isn't it? It yeah. stands out.
0: Oh yeah, still got the smell in me nostrils now of it. Makes a change from farm. <laughs> it does indeed. <laughs> We're talking about farms, uh, one news? Not that long been into farming, I wouldn't have thought.
1: That's right, uh, Ruth Mead and Stuart, they're out at Kirkmichael farming away at Red Mai and um, great throwing their gates open to the general public. I caught up with Ruth to see how Red Mai got established and how she digs in on tough days. So
4: last week we brought all the pregnant ewes in, gave them a quick health check before they went in. Um, so they're now all in the maternity ward in the barn. Uh, (laughs) ladies-in-waiting.
1: And with that said, Ruth, now your background isn't
4: necessarily sheep. No, not at all. So I worked in the finance sector as an accountant originally. Um, My parents were nurses, so there's no farming in my background. Um, Stuart, he came from Manchester having worked in um, aviation. doing wow. the <laughs> <laughs> so
1: you couldn't be further away from farming then really? <laughs>
4: not at all, so when I met Stuart I said I love farming, I will always farm, you can join me, you can not farm, it's up to you but just know that I this is what I want to do and you have to take on all that comes with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so with that said Ruth, how did you actually get
3: started?
4: So I started with four hens for a few eggs and I bought six Lockton. Um, I bought two weathers and four ewes because I wasn't sure whether I would be able to eat anything I'd raised. So the two weathers were a test for me Mm. and the four ewes were either going to be four pet sheep or my starter ewes, my, you know, the the first four breeding ewes. And I was quite surprised when I ate the meat. I felt pride. Um, I felt really good that I'd raised this animal and I made sure it had a really good life and everything had been done right. And then we honoured it by making sure we didn't waste anything. So we ate all of the all of the cuts you know bit by not all at once bit <laughs> by bit and and we, we just learned about all the different parts of the animal i had no idea what a fully butchered sheep looked like when the first one came back and i remember just looking at it in amazement like wow it's unbelievable
1: isn't it it's and it has gone from strength to strength so i do believe you've got a few more than 4 now <laughs> yeah so so we have
4: overall including um sort of the you shearlings and the weathers we have about 100 at any time at the moment of all pedigree Lockton um, we do have a couple of exceptions uh, we had they're known for being athletic and we had a sheep at some point last year or the year before jumped out, had a hot date with a ram <laughs> came back and we had a white lamb born Aww. and we know <laughs> that our ram is not the daddy <laughs>
1: how many years now are you into agriculture
4: Ruth? So I've had the Lockton for 12 years um, and I've had chickens for about 15 and it started the poultry side started as a business in 2012 and then Red My started in 2019 and um, as the Farm was evolving, pet poultry name didn't really make much sense to selling Lockton. <laughs> so so we, we kind of thought, and it's actually Rudmai, and that's a good thing in Manx. Oh, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a really nice name. That
1: and that said, you're not Manx yourself?
4: No, I was born in Sheffield, moved here as a child. And the difference in lifestyle between living in Sheffield and living in the Isle of Man, where it's so safe, so much freedom... So much outside time. It's, yeah, I would never ever leave. So it's definitely, definitely hope.
1: And we get to see you quite a lot of the time, Ruth, at exhibitions and like the food and drink festival, the agricultural shows. Now I see there something to do with chilli. Now that's not quite lockdowns or poultry.
4: (laughs) So I met Stuart um, six years ago and he, he moved over. We're married now. Um, and he had an idea and I was sceptical I have to be honest he said <laughs> I think we should grow some chilies and I agreed to a portion of the polytunnel <laughs> being dedicated to chilies Um he lived a lot of the time down the south of England London area and in Bedfordshire chili farms are a massive thing and he'd vi- visited a few for chili festivals and hot sauces and different chilies and I I did think the chilies were kind of red and green and hot <laughs> and not hot, <laughs> but um, this year he's growing fifty varieties. And wow! You so wouldn't
1: even think there'd be that many, goodness. No, that's and, and that's
4: just scratching the surface. So, and they're from really really mild to super hot, and and actually the flavours are all so different. So yeah, so he's just come along with that idea, and it's going really really well. We opened a little bit for Pick Your Own last year for a short window in the autumn when the chilies are at the best. So we're going to do more of that because that went down really well because people loved coming and just seeing all the different shapes, the different colours. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. Yeah.
1: But that said, Ruth, you do open quite a lot. You, you have your lemon lives, you have the open days through the summer. Yeah. How do you embrace all of that and obviously fit it in the weekly diary? Yes.
4: <laughs> so, so lambing we... We do open quite a lot over lambing. It's the most popular time, Um, so we open all we can. Over the summer, we do have to limit the days. It's easy to think, well, there's seven days in the week that we could open, but we have to ring fence a certain amount of time for actually farming.
1: Yes, this is it. (laughs) There's a lot of maintenance. Yeah.
4: (laughs) So you've got the weeding, you've got the harvesting, you've got the marketing, you've got the admin. I mean, the admin is something that you, you kind of forget <laughs> has to happen and you do kind of push it back because it's, it's not the most fun part. No. <laughs> I don't
1: think any of us that like the outdoors <laughs> really like the administration side but that's it there's so much to do with farming now yeah. you know there's lots of great schemes to be involved with the agri environmental yeah. but all of the the welfare stuff as well is so important yeah. to make sure that all of our records are re- retained and the worming and medications all kept safe.
4: Yeah, so you so you have to know what you've done. And it's easy to think, oh, I'll definitely remember that. But you never do. No. So <laughs> record everything, write everything down. We have a big diary. And, you know, sometimes on a busy day, we'll sit down at lunchtime and scribble in the big diary just so that we've got everything we need when we get home later. But, yeah, the the opening to the visitors is something that brings us a load of joy, loads of joy. I mean, um, there's, there's people that have never... I mean, Stuart was... One when he first moved over, he'd never held a baby lamb. He'd never seen a lamb.
2: Absolutely, you know. He says, "I've seen
4: it? them on the train in fields as I'm going past, but he's never been up close." So,
1: God yeah. So it's a learning curve for both of you, yeah. really. All of it, you know, 12 15 years. It isn't a huge amount of time. Yeah. But how have you developed the routes to market Ruth? Obviously, you've got the lockdowns of poultry. You know, is it been difficult? Yeah, it's it's
4: hard to find a consistent approach. Um, it comes down to like you know the demands on our time because sometimes there's so many unforeseen things happen in a day as you'll know (laughs) (laughs) you can can lose (laughs) you can lose a day really easily (laughs) so you can have a plan for the week and then you can suddenly find that you're three days in and you're nowhere near so for us trying to develop some more consistent routes um we've got some stockists now of the hot sauces and the hot honey. So we've got Woodbourne Deli and mostly Manx in Douglas. We've got Cranky's Coffee in Peel. We've got Lee Mayer's in Kurt Michael. And, you know, they've all been absolutely brilliant to support us.
1: And I think the Manx general public generally want to get behind local businesses. There's been a shift. I don't know whether it's since the, the COVID pandemic, but a lot more focus on where their food is coming from. You know, maybe they are mindful of the environmental impacts of global shipments.
4: Yeah, so we have... We grow all our own chilies for our own sources. We don't buy any chilies for our products, and um, they're all grown by us. Um, we grow to organic principles as well, which is super important. So we don't use any chemicals or artificial fertilisers. The chickens provide us with everything, and the yeah. sheep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so we we're trying to create like our own little whole yeah. supply yeah. chain. So, Absolutely. um. And then if we do need to bring things in, if we can buy it on the Isle of Man, we always, always will. We only ever use Manx Honey. We've got a great guy... Matthew down in Peel, he's got bees on the Poor Town Road, so we know exactly where the honeys come
1: from. And obviously on Facebook nowadays, social media, it's a great place for people to catch up. I'm assuming that's where you'll have all of your course dates and, and how to reach your Ruth.
4: Yeah, so uh, the Rud My page has a link to our ticketing site. Uh, you see any events that we do will be on there. Um, and then we also have a little shop um, through Up, which it's, it's a very, very basic Building a website is on our list of things to do. (laughs) (laughs) We've had conversations and the guys are waiting on us, providing them with some photos (laughs) and things, which
1: we... You just overlook because you're so busy seeing animals a lot of the time. We
4: will will do that soon. So, yeah, so we're looking to get more slick. And this just comes back to the, you know, the pressures on trying to be everything as a very small team. Um, And we've grown it quite organically, so, you know... We can't just throw a tonne of money at everything. Um, we've just not got that to do, so we have to do it bit by bit by bit.
1: There we are. That was Ruth Mead from Red My Farm and Pet Poultry.
0: You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kerry Kermod and myself, Simon Clark. Well, there's all sorts of model aircrafts get flown around various parts of the island. Uh, There's airfix models when people were kids but there's model boats as well. And I popped along to the Manx Model Boat Club exhibition at the courthouse in Ramsey. I spoke to Kim Holland, one of the long-time members of the club. Well, firstly, the youngster, 11-year-old Sam Long, and he was displaying his lovely lit-up model pilot boat. I asked him first, what was the purpose of pilot boats?
5: Um, People step off those steps onto a ship yeah Or does it take
0: people from the big boats to the shore does it yep yeah and where did you get this boat how long have you had this one
5: since christmas
0: right and did you have to build it or was it like this ready
5: i had to build it
0: really how long did that take
5: um about nine or ten weeks
0: right and uh have you does it go in the water as well this one
5: yeah, it goes in the water.
0: Yeah, is it fast? I think so. Right, and uh, what what do the controls do that you've got in your hand? So Seems a bit complicated, is it?
5: So the, there's a stick that turns a spotlight on top and there's, and there's a switch that turns off the port and starboard lights and the inside lights and a switch to turn off the searchlight.
0: Yeah, right. Looks like the Ukrainian colours there, which is nice.
5: We copied those colours off YouTube.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a very nice one. It's nice to see it here today. Thank you for bringing it. You're welcome. Well, Kim Holland from the Max Model Boat Club. uh, It's a fine exhibition on display today at the Courthouse in Ramsey.
6: Yes, thank you very much. Um, It's courtesy of the Ramsey Community Hub. Uh, We got in touch with them. We had a... An exhibition here last year, just as we came out of lockdown, so we thought we'd try and repeat it. We put some different models on, and it's all thanks to the community hub that we've got such a wonderful venue for putting the display on.
0: What's great about this? There's the, a wonderful display of lifeboats, which are are so. I don't know, well thought of around the Isle of Man, aren't they? Because we're surrounded by water, obviously, and they're such lifesavers.
6: Well, yes, and of course you've got to remember that Sir William Hillary was actually residing in the island when the decision to let's have a life-saving organisation was really hammered home by the loss of the HMS racehorse in Castletown Bay. And we've got, actually here today, a model of it. We've got a cannonball from the HMS Ray Source, and we've actually got the diver who found it, Brian King. And obviously we've got his book here as well, so you can have a look at that. Excellent. And the touch in with the middle
0: boats here, so much there's the waterboard boat there, and the, the Ben Ain. you know, there's a lovely local theme to it.
6: Oh yeah, we've we tried to vary what we've got. So we've got some warships, we've got local coasters, We've got two versions of the in Dredger. We've got one that's working behind us, which ended up in Preston Harbour. And the one in front of us, in 2, although it's still called Menallin, Um that's down in uh, Cloverleys, I think, in the harbour down there.
0: But some youngster, I've just been talking to uh, Sam there, who's got the, the pilot Sam, boat there, yeah. and he was telling me all about it. So oh, yeah. great to see some young interest.
6: What well, the club is... For want of members, Uh, we're a dying race and we have made it um, a a target this year to attract new members in. And the way to do that is to allow the young ones to come in who obviously bring in their fathers and their grandfathers. And Sam and Lewis are a great example of that. Two boats now they've got and they're returning the club loan boat, which we got them interested in because they've now got a boat each.
0: Kim Holland from the Manx Model Boat Club, and before that, young Sam Long tell me about his pilot boat. Uh, the Young Farmers Concert, the uh, rescheduled one, of course, is on this Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And hopefully next week on Manx Radio, we'll have uh, some bits from the concert and some chats with some of the people involved as always, so don't forget that. And we'll be back the next time on Countryside. So until then, from me, Simon Clark.
1: Amiki Rikermus. We'll see
0: you next time. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye.